podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Back again. Baby. Boys. Yo. How you doing? How you doing, man? How you doing, Pops? Yeah, good, bro. What's happening? Yeah, I'm good. I hope good to see you. Tyler, are you blessed? I'm always blessed, man. Always blessed. Happy to be back. Teacher, you saying you good? I'm blessed, my bro. All is well. Oh, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. Good to be back on again. Uh, I'm thinking it's been it's been a pretty good week for Spurs, man. But um, where should we start? Should we start with the friendly? Yeah, yeah. Three nil. Um, what did you guys think? Like, what did you guys think of the starting lineup? I think we had Loris, um, like Foyth, Alderweireld, mm. Davis. I think it was was the back three, and then. We had um, Fernandez and Sessegnon playing on the wings. Was it Winks and Hoiberg in the middle, kind of? Yeah. yeah. Like a front three of Mora, Son, yeah, Mora, Son, and Ali. Kind of. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who wants to take us with the first half? Uh, someone who watched it, preferably. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Ohio. someone who watched it, because I didn't. <laughs> well, I, I took it in, innit? I thought. I, I was I was definitely liking what I was seeing. Like um I thought Sesson Young, especially, he was he was shining in that game man. Like the the way how we played, it looked like in in um, possession we, we had almost like a front five where we just wanted um Winks and Hoiberg were sort of like sitting, sweeping up, which gave Sesson Young um and the rest basically like free license to move forward. You had the front three, Ali, Son, and Mora sort of like interchanging at the front. And it just looked beautiful, man. It was making a lot of chances. You had those little cute balls from Deli Ali. Um, when people were making like inside runs, just, just tapping it backwards. It's making the forward runs and tapping it backwards. And I think that's how Son got his goal as well. So it was, it was definitely good to see. I don't know if you guys saw any highlights or anything or if it's just going to be me talking for the next. I saw, I saw a couple of highlights this morning. Yeah. So. One thing I quite like, because I, I know it's only preseason, it's only Ipswich. I was quite happy to see Foyth get into the minutes. Um, so obviously, I, I can't remember what position he was when he was a lot younger. I know he played a bit more of an attacking 
position. And even though, you know, we've spoken on the pod before about Cesc doing the Aurier role in reverse and Foyth holding back a bit, he has still got a little bit of a pass on him. Um, and he hit a very, very nice through ball um, for Son. So, again, like I know it's only Ipswich. I couldn't tell you five men that play for Ipswich, even two men. But it's nice to see Foyth has some kind of, you know, vision coming in field when, you know, the right-hand side doesn't particularly look too hot in terms of um, attack until we potentially get our new signing. But that's for later. <laughs> I think um, Jetson Fernandez probably, like, was one of his better games. But definitely, like, that's not what we want to see on that right side of the future. So, 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 Errol, one of these better games, you mean one of his free games that he's played for? I'm not going to lie, they haven't been too positive for me. Like, I haven't been seeing anything to be thinking about. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> what is, what is Getson Fernandez supposed to bring to this team? Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be the judge in it, like, what's he supposed to do? Kind of weird how we got this guy, central midfielder, on loan, and we're going to send him back to Portugal as a third choice right back. So I don't really know what's going on. But I actually thought he played really well, you know. Like, I'm really liking how Mourinho's kind of made this team a bit more fluid. So it seems like our formation can just change at a drop of a hat, which I haven't really seen since early Poch days. Because I thought when I was watching it, no one seemed to agree with me that it was a back three and then Jetson and Cessus the wing backs. I never saw it as like a back four with Foyth right back. Yeah, I agree. I thought Jetson done some defensive work, although Ipswich are pathetic, really. Don't know why they even turned up. But, um, I mean, there was a lot of positives to take from the game. Foyth, Jetson, Koyberg was really, really good. Um, and, of course, Son and Delhi were, were class as well. Yeah, of the highlights I saw, Delhi Ali looked like he had a decent game. Mm. He looked like he was finding his range in terms of his passing because as much as I think technically Deli Ali's a good player I also think he's he's limited he's not as sort of he's not really going to play that long yard or that ping but I think he found his range was given good accurate passes obviously he set up um, Sessegnon and his goal and that goal looked good because he had to take it in the field and still had quite a bit to do but he was composed with an accurate finish so I was impressed with that because as we said albeit opposition wasn't of, you know I'm saying, Premier League standard, like to have the confidence to take it on in pre-season and deliver, it's good, man, because there's a lot of pressure on him and he's taking his chance. Because realistically, Sessegnon's name's not on the team sheet, so when he gets his chance, he has to take them and he did fair play to him. I think we spoke about that even, that left wing back being in a position that we wanted someone to come in and so mm. it's just like, it's, you know, stepping up to the, stepping up to the plate and making something happen. Um, I guess like we've got all this positive stuff to say, but it seems like everything was pretty much like first half of that. Like, so the second half was a bit less, was a bit less positive, like considering how bad books was played. Um, players that came in, I think still are uh, looking at it now. Serkin came in for Ben Davis, who I think had a really good game. Serkin mm. looked really tight, he could be one for the future. Um, Alfie Devine came in for Harry Winks, Harvey White for Hoiberg. Uh, Stain Scarlet for Lucas Mora, Jack Clark for Sun, and Jamie Bolden for Billy Ali. I think out of those names, probably Serkin had the best game. Um, Jack Clark, I think, struggled a little bit. Like he, he got the ball in some good positions and maybe didn't make the best decisions, which 
it's neither here nor there. It's preseason. I just hope it starts to happen for him at some point. Just um, watching Jack Clark, he just reminded me of like if Aaron Lennon was really shit. Because that thing where like Lennon would get the ball on the, on the wing, do a little dead shimmy with his with his tiny dinosaur arms, get to the byline <laughs> and put in like an overhit cross. And it seemed like Jack Clark is just really similar to that. I mean, he put in a really good ball for um, Scarlett. Yeah, Scarlett. Yeah, that sixteen-year-old. So that was that was positive. I still don't think he's good enough to play for us anytime soon. I'm not having it at all. At all. I'd rather have Lucas Moura. I, I, I don't even think I saw him play for Leeds. Like it was. I'm just happy to see this guy get some minutes and not keep I want to keep some faith in Clark. Like again, literally only saw like two bits from him in, in the highlights today, but we just we could we could we could do with someone who gets a bit of confidence and they, they like attacking down the right because Mora likes to attack where Harry Kane is supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like at least with Jack like, only scored for a few minutes, uh, for a couple of highlights and that, but he wants to get to the ball, he wants to he wants to fizz it in, he wants to get people he wants people to get on the end of his um his pings into the six yard box. So again, like there's only so much you can draw from it. I'm, I'm going to have him for now because I literally saw like three clips. So Tyler, you're my op for the time being. It's fine. It's cool. So you're playing uh, your socks in Jack Clark here. That's a hill you want to die on. Let me count my cash first and then I'll die. <laughs> you know? So, so Ohio in the space of, in the space of 10 minutes has proclaimed his, his life for fourth and now he's literally buying as many chips as possible for Jack Clark. <laughs> Like and I'm like, don't get me wrong. I like Foyth. I like Foyth, but I just think I thought we were past the point in believing in Foyth. I think we need to be now in a position where some of these players we can't sort of sympathise with them anymore. I think just because of the position we're in as a team now, it's make or break for us. Like it's a dog eat dog world, and if you're not at the levels, you have to you have to be moved on. Players like Foyth, I like him. He's gonna blossom elsewhere, but we ain't got time for him to. To 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 um to be making his mistakes. I, I didn't even want to mention it, but for for that great pass, for every single great pass you see, Foyth make lack the assist. You also see the the time where he lost the ball. I saw that in the highlights as well, where he's literally just like miskicked the ball and he's give, he's given it straight to the opposition. And we've yeah. seen that from Foyth time and time again. I think for me, he has to go out on loan this season. In my opinion, I don't think. I'd ra- I'd rather him get minutes, regular minutes elsewhere, either on loan or permanently, than him just chilling our bench because I don't think he's good enough to to contribute significantly towards our season at the moment. Whilst I agree to a, to an extent with the last statement, if I still see Eric Lamella and Sissoko getting sympathy from our fan base, I will stand by one point if I don't care. <laughs> Least just yeah. so out of it. Least so out of it. But on the, on, honestly, on the whole, on the whole, like you lot said, I was happy with Seth. I was happy to see Seth playing virtually ninety minutes. I was listening to Alistair Gold sort of breakdown of the game, and I think that's like the first time Sessignon's played ninety minutes for us, and as long as I can, as long as I can remember. So I was happy for him to get those minutes. I was happy that Ali was sort of back in his groove. Sonny looks sharp as well. We haven't really touched on him, but he bagged two goals. He looks like he's sort of like raring to go as well. I was happy to actually see Mourinho actually start utilising as many players as he could. I know we're, we're clutching on straws because it's one game against Ipswich, but if he can keep that same sort of mentality into the season where, you're, where you can feel like you can rely on multiple players, 
then that will put us in a decent enough position. And I think some of the players that we all want to see get minutes will actually get the minutes. So long may it continue. Mm. Who was it that had stuck in Alfie Devine? Boy, I don't know that one. That one. <laughs> oh boy, I depreciate a little bit still. It might, it might be bargain time right now. <laughs> I think you've done too badly though. Like coming on, he literally just turned 16 playing against grown men. He's, he's <laughs> alright. Right. I think if we're laid into like away from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't go for you, you can't go for a kid, man. He, he's only small, isn't it? Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you got to let him lead. From what from what I saw from him as well, like at least you have a kid who's who's kind of like wanting to get on the ball and trying to dictate the play and and if if anything force the play because sometimes you get young young G's coming in and they just want to do the simple stuff well and kind of you know not lose possession, make their runs, track their men. But from some of the passes I saw him making, you know, he really was trying to force it and trying to influence it, and that's like a testament to him as well, being that age and obviously. Massive, you know, experience for him playing at the new stadium and whatnot. So obviously, we just got to keep an eye on him as well and see how he gets on. But I think, I think as well that that's a real, real good prospect there. Like I wouldn't say I've got stocks in him yet, but um, you know, I'm, I'm watching this space still. Um, so do you guys like in, in with this whole fourth thing? You've got um, camera cards because they're and surfing as well. Like, where do you think they all like? Where, where do they rank from there to point? You want them to Cameron, I think Cameron Carter Vickers. Cameron Carter Vickers might be the worst American to pay for our club. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long list of shit Americans. Yedlin might be worse. Yedlin might be worse. But <laughs> yeah, no, might be worse. But might be. Worse. Yeah, Ticha, I'm sorry, but they're both light skin as well. The white man, <laughs> <laughs> white America is a car for us still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Find unnecessary trends, you know. <laughs> You're right, girl. You make you make a good point there, higher man. They're both a certain skin tone, and boy, <laughs> boy, I think I think um, he's come off the back of by. By popular opinion from Luton fans, he's come off the back of a strong loan spell as well. So I think if the club are smart, let him play a couple of games in pre-season, put him on the shop window and get, get as much money as you can from him and reinvest into the team. Because let's be real, Cameron Carter-Vickers, I don't think he's going to cut it at Spurs. I really don't. I feel like we're, 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 we're clambering for like a proper, proper uh, centre-back. And I don't think he's, he's it. I think he's like, what is it? Isn't he like below six foot or something like that? I can't remember. I can't remember his his height, but like, yeah. I just don't think he's levels for Spurs right now. So I don't see what what purpose we'd we'd serve sort of keeping him in in the team. Yeah, I, I think the game was just to get him in the shop window. To be fair, like, <clears throat> I think our main benefit we know how congested our fixture list is, <clears throat> but um, the transfer window closes in end of October, I think, or middle of October. So we've just got to try use all these youth players, get through these dead little Europa League games, and then try to sell them and loan them out towards the end of the window. I think that's what we're probably going to be trying to do, just so we can utilize our squad. We don't have to be playing Harry Kane against Uzbekistan FC on the fifteenth of September. So, I mean, he can stay around and take minutes up out of the world in the really rubbish games in the Europa League, but I do not want to see this guy play for Spurs in an actual game that matters. <laughs> 
Isn't he still young though? Is he, he's like twenty years old or something? So look, no, he's not twenty. He's not twenty. He's got to be older than that. I think he's one of them guys that's gonna be twenty for like six years. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's twenty. He's he's twenty two. He's twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah, that is done. Is he not younger than Walker Peters? He is younger than Walker Peters. He is. Walker Peters is like twenty three. Yeah, yeah Walker Peters has been around for time. Yeah, Walker. Yeah, Walker Peters is twenty three. Yeah. At 22 years old, I think it's too soon to write him off, man. And, like, I don't know. I feel like he's come through the Tottenham youth system to an extent anyway. And you kind of feel like you, you want to repay him, minute. If you're going to invest in your youth, then you need to have examples of where it's worked. So to not, to not give him even a couple of games, just to see if it works out. Because I, I, I don't know enough of him. I ain't seen enough of him. Yeah, it's I just, true. Do you know what I'm saying? I've just seen some of his attributes. Like, physically, he's meant to be quite good. Um, I think he's quite pacey as well, and I suppose he's he's got a reasonable foot from what I've seen. Anyway, say it. It's still very limited. Can you say it? Say it to Charles. Say it. Just say what we want to. One reason. Where was this when we were talking about points? Where was this when we were talking about about um that clock? Give him his chance, my broski. Come on. <laughs> no, no, but you got you got to invest in your youth, man. That's my point there. You got to invest in your youth and just let the side. Yeah, I hear that. But the thing is, see the fruits of your labor. We say invest in youth. We say invest in the youth, but I've yeah. seen you promise from Harvey White. I ain't really watched Kirkin, but I hear that he's someone that can make a potential step up. We still got Sessignon, who's twenty one, who's twenty years old. We got Jaffet Tanganga in that team as well. We got Oliver Skip, yeah. who's on loan at Norwich. We got. Um, Troy Parrott, who's on loan at, at, at Millwall as well. I just think this, the squad's just too congested right now for someone like King to come and prosper, especially in a period where we have uh, Sanchez, Alderweireld, Tanganga, um, Foyf, and, and flipping... Um, and Eric, Eric uh, Dyer. Eric Dyer, exactly. So we've got, we got, we're, we're well stacked in that position. So I just don't see where he fits. But he's not going to get a game now. He'll be playing in three or four years. He's he's in a centre back position. That 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 position doesn't matures a bit slower than the other the other positions on the pitch. Mm-hmm. So he's got time to learn his trade. And I just think that we we haven't seen. He could be good. He could be good. He could be good. And the thing is, he's he's not hungry for games. He's not going to be running down Mourinho's back talking about playing me or I'm dipping out to wherever. So let's keep him there. Let him grow. Let him mature. And see what's to come of it. You never know. We might even end up selling him for a bit of money after we play him in a couple of games. And he plays reasonably well. Mm. Don't know. We've got time anyway. That's my point. And what, what's he on? He's not, he's not on those city wages, is he? No, no. He, he can't be. Like he can't be. I mean, if Tanganga was trying to keep, so it's probably even less than that. I just no, really, I, the, thing, the worst thing is, I know I, I don't really want to spend more. I, my last point on the centre-back thing is, I personally feel like Spurs need another centre-back. I feel like we need another centre back, and um, and for us to get another centre back, people need to make way, and that's why I that's why I won't be sort of I won't be too disheartened by seeing someone like Foyfko, even though I like him and I think he, technically he's what I want in a centre back, but I would want him to go. I would want Carl Carl Vickers to go. I would, I even wanted Eric Dyer to go as well. Just make room for a much better centre back who can actually be a proper partner to, for for Sanchez. Because let's be real. Alderweireld's got the most experience and he's probably the most composed, but Alderweireld's declining. And we can't rely on, 
we can rely on Alderweireld maybe now, maybe next season, but are we going to be able to rely on him beyond that? We need to start planning. We need to start planning ahead. And I just don't think that the current crop of centre-backs we have at the moment, I don't think any of them right now will be in a position to take Alderweireld's spot uh, when he eventually completely falls all the way off. Really, like, when you talk people of like open up space, people leaving, uh, we've got Aurier in AC Milan put an opening bid in for about 20 million. And with um, our new signing coming in, I think that's confirmed now in the past few, like, it was confirmed a bit earlier, right? Matt Doherty, 50 million. So, I mean, would you no, guys we... like to see Aurier go out? Is that a definite or? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. if we did get Doherty over the line, I can't see us getting Aurier. There was that. If we uh, get Doherty over the line, Aurier is going to be out within days. I think yeah. there's no way both of them are staying. How much do you think you'll go for? <clears throat> Between, I'd say. 15, 20? 15 and 20, I'd say. I mean, at this we'd point... We'd do well to a... get 20 mil for him, though. We'd do really well to get 20 Yeah, we would do. How much do we spend on him again? 20-something or what? About 20 I think it was 13, wasn't it? No. Oh, it was 20, 24 million. 24 million. Yeah, so 24 million for a 27-year-old international. Uh, I mean, he's had a, a couple decent seasons, but I just, I just feel like while his potential transfer stock is high, let's just get rid and let's just reinvest the money into it back into the squad when we do have like decent youth, youth players and we've got a decent prospect who's obviously proven in the Premiership basically ready to come in. No, let's just let's just cut our losses and, and you know, get rid of him. Like, a fair play to him, like, he's had a lot of personal things to deal with and I also, from just watching him, you just know that he clearly just doesn't like some of the personal stuff that the fans give him and they have given him in the past. But I think right now, in terms of the way the squad is moving, I think it's time for him to basically keep it stepping and let's try and move into the next stage of, of this Mourinho project, I'd say. Does the hot step straight in or do we need to change something with that wing that's Again, uh, again, Aaron? Do you think Matt Doherty will step straight in, or do we, would we need to change something like with that wing that system? I know he like tucks in sort of a lot more than Aurier, but Aurier tends to like go outside. I, I think I think Doherty will slot straight in. Um, there's been an, obviously there's been a lot of chat on Twitter about you know where it was oh he's only a right wing back because everyone flipping watches Wolves every single week. Um, but I think I've, I've never seen him 1v1. But what I will say is whenever I've watched Wolves and the highlights when they take L, I don't think I've seen, I don't see him get rinsed on a regular. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like people, I think people just want to panic because he's not fancy because he's Irish and probably played for, I don't know, Bohemians FC when he was like 12. Like no one's, no one's getting gassed because it's not Celic or it's not Castagne. Like everyone needs to relax. Do you know I say? I think we're, we're all quite sensible about it. We're all quite looking forward to it. But I think, the fan base as a whole just needs to flip and chill out. Like we've got someone, like, that's that's FPL points in the bag as well, bro. Like he's, he's I'll put him in FPL already whilst he's still at Wolves because I know once he moves, that price is going up. <laughs> <laughs> the price is going up. Get me like so. I think no. I think we. I think he will. I think we'll slot straight in. I think he looks like a. I, I don't really know what a Mourinho sign looks like these days, but it looks like Mourinho has sat down and be like, oh, this this is the guy I want for the way I want to play. You know, 
And I think from, from what I've read about Mourinho as a manager, it's like if you're not in his plans, you're not feeling him. But if he says to you, like, you're my guy, you're suddenly just going to love him off, innit? That's, even though Mourinho now isn't who he was then, I think that's always been a part of Mourinho's style. Once you're his guy, you're his guy. Like, if we, even when Matic was paying ass, Matic was still his guy. So he was paying week in, week out, and he was confident enough. So I think, I think, Doc, think Doherty will be fine, to be honest. Agreed. It's funny, like, when we assume about right backs on many times um, on, this, on this pod, I don't think any of us brought up Doherty. I'm not sure why. Like, we all rate him. I'm not sure why we never really thought he was a realistic sign-in. But like you, like you just said, I echo it. Like, we see this 23-year-old right back playing in, in France or this guy playing in Italy, and we all, like, cream ourselves over it. But we have a guy who we see week in, week out. He delivers week in, week out. He'll be an improvement on Aurea. And we'll get him for what I'm seeing like 13, 14 mil. I don't know how any fan could turn their nose up at it personally. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. to be mad quiet when they see that fee boy. I ain't heard them for a minute still. Yeah. If you shift Oreo for, for 20 and get him at 30 for 15, you've done a good job. It's good business, sir. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And it's like, again, I've said it before on the pod as well, but it's moving along the lines of if you're either spending the money on players who are kind of from a different league, maybe they're a bit younger, and as opposed to buying a player which you know is proven in the, in the Premier League from a club that maybe they were being used in a certain way and you can kind of, in a way, repurpose them in your team. Look at the way Liverpool have done it with Robertson, Mane, Van Dijk. These are all players that were already playing in the, in the, in the league or in the top divisions and you kind of take them to your team there's no real period of gelling or getting in, like getting themselves in line with how the you know football's played in the Premier League. They're already there, and it's just about getting them right for your system. Like I think personally, he's the right sort of guy. Um, sound technique. Um, I think he's a very very hard worker. Like guy's a goal scoring defender as it is, and like I was reading today as well that like he had more touches in the box last season than Kevin De Bruyne. So. He clearly gets into the box and gets into like attacking sort of areas very well. And because of the kind of role that he had at Wolves as well, like Adama would always hug that touchline. So someone like Matt Doherty, he's kind of happy to rinse that inside channel. But even if like Troy is not playing, he, he again is kind of adept at moving onto that, onto that flank and hugging that touchline and taking on the fullback. So I think he's definitely an upgrade on Ore. I think he's someone... Yeah, he's 28, but I think like we're getting someone who's proven in the Premier League. Um, as I said, he's goal, got some goal-scoring outlet to him. And I think he's the right type of player for Mourinho to slot into that role, considering that's the kind of way we've been playing our right-back or that right-wing-back. I think it's good, man. 50 million as well. It's cheap as chips, man. And yeah. hopefully, you know, we're just building the, ball- we're building the squad and we're trying to secure the balance that we, that we all know that this squad needs, that this team needs. And hopefully Mourinho is slowly, slowly doing that, you know? I think, I think, I agree with everything you said as well, uh, Tops. And I think, and, and to just to buttress your point as well, I think the best thing I love about this deal is the swiftness. Like, we're not, we don't, you don't associate Spurs with, oh, identifying a player and then going for him straight away. We didn't even know. Alistair Gold dropped the story, like, maybe like a day ago, two days ago. And instantly, you're seeing that we've agreed we're, we're, we're on the cusp of signing him. 
And that is the type of business we want to we, we want to see at Spurs. It's not just a case of, oh, targeting players, but targeting players who not only give you an immediate upgrade on your team, who not only come in with who not only come in with vast Premier League experience who can actually start in straight away, but players that you don't have to faff about with in terms of haggling fees with this club and this chairman and this owner and offering two goats and, and 15. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know how much, you know how much they're, they're, they're willing to accept. Give them the money, get the deal done. Simple. Yeah. He's not well to keep it under the radar for so long. Yeah. That's 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 what we want to see because you look at Man City with with um Ferran Torres within a within within like a week of you hearing that they wanted him he signed Nathan Ake you heard, you probably heard about him through the rumor mill going to Man City probably like two or three weeks ago but the minute they made a bid he signed it's like that's the way we got to move that's yeah. the way can, we I ask, move. can I ask you guys one question quickly like because I was thinking about it today and I'm not really sure like so obviously we've got him from a team that basically just finished behind us, who who went on a decent one in Europe. Why do you guys think, like quickly, he, why do you think they're selling him? And why do you think it's so cheap? Because I have a number of different reasons why I think they might be selling him and also why it might be so cheap. But I just want to know what you guys think. Um, so I I don't know how long's left in his contract. That could be a factor. I, I can't yeah. say I've checked. I think Loki three three years left. Three years left. Yeah, he's done a new deal. Like I think like a year ago or something like that. It is the it's the odd one. I don't know why they're selling him for so cheap. I think you know what? Yeah, I I mean I can't. I think Wolves probably have for just from the signings they've made or, or, and the people they signed. I can't say like you know they were involved in bidding wars for the for, at the time like the the Jimenezes and the, and the Dendonkas and stuff. But they've all worked out quite well. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel like maybe Nuno just trusts himself and his scouts to find a replacement. I saw them linked to some replacement. I've, I've, I noted the name down, but I forgot. Um, and Correa. I think... Pardon? Correa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think low-key, I would never thank their man over the road for anything, but I think we have to thank them a little bit for Maitland-Niles potentially going that way because I do think that has been a bit of a factor in them being a bit more relaxed and letting Doherty go. Do you know what I mean? I may, and there, there could also, I don't know how long Doherty's been at Wolves. Um, he's been there for ages, to be fair. Maybe, like 10 years. Maybe, yeah. maybe there was a part of Clemens. like, you know what, you've done, you've done your due diligence. You know, this, you've shown us a lot of loyalty. We're not going to kick and scream about you leaving. So I, I can't remember the last time Wolves were involved in like, you know, player running out and all that stuff and them kicking their heels and stuff. So I, I don't know, maybe there was like a little bit of that gentlemanly sentiment there as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, we'll let you go for a reasonable price because we've got a certain man coming in. But that's just me guessing. Yeah. I have no idea why they let him go so cheap. He was such an important player for them. The way yeah. they play, how successful they've been in over the last three years they've been in the Prem. Mm. Like, I can't understand it, why they're letting him go. What, what do you think? I think maybe, yeah, I, I'm with you as well. I don't, I don't get why, why they're letting him go. And I don't get why they're letting him go so cheaply as well because I think... They could easily demand 25 million and they'd be well within their rights to. They could even demand 30 million. I think 30 million would be the max, but they'd be well within their rights to. But I think with them, maybe we've showed interest. I'm thinking maybe only logical explanation is we've shown interest. He's then said to them, Yo, I want to leave. Um, I've been here X amount of years. Um, I think this is what I deserve. And they've said, You know what? Um, if the, if the, 
if the fee's appropriate, then we'll let you leave and we'll target someone else. Because their recruitment policy is quite good. They're, they they know what they normally target players who fits their ethos to the T. And you see it with Maitland Niles in the player identification there as well. Um, and I think in this career guy, they may probably think, you know what, he served us well, but he's 28. Let's cash in on what we let's cash in on him right now. Let's go for the younger player and let's move on. So I, I think that must be I think that's a, a, a reasonable way of looking at it and even then it still doesn't make sense to me but I'm not going to I think they also didn't fancy uh, a bidding war with Don Levy as well they've seen <laughs> they've seen Levy go toe to toe with the best <laughs> you know what you're, you're always going to come up worse man <laughs> that's all yes, if, if um, Doherty does come in three signings um, is that Business done. Like, where else do we need to? No, bro. No, 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 bro. No, <laughs> no. I'm not having this, man. We need a second striker. Don't, don't do this, man. Oh, come on, Aaron, man. You know me. <laughs> like, like to be honest, to be honest with you, I'm like, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm kind of happy because I like what Don Levy is doing. In it, he's working on the low. He's getting the things that we need because before. I know people might be like, oh, we spent big money on big names and maybe it hasn't worked out. And actually now with Mourinho, he's probably saying, I want this type of guy, I want that guy. And I just want you to just do the, do the dirty work for me. Get this guy, get what I need. And then I'll come back to you with the next thing. So at the moment, it looks at the moment that Don Levy is getting everything done. We needed a DM or someone who's happy to play a defensive role as a midfielder. We got Hoiberg in. We needed, we needed a decent third striker, someone that also increased the homegrown. We got heart in. Obviously now, with Aurier in that situation at the right back, we're now getting Doherty. To be honest with you, that's decent. It's not, it's not like world, it's not world binding, world changing, but yeah. we are starting to get squares in square pegs. And that's what I'm happy about. Yeah. But we also need to make sure that we get the players that we need because with us sending Parrot out, and us having just Mora and Son as potential forward replacements or inside forwards, I feel like it's important with the games that we're going to have that our next priority has to be a backup striker. I know we've spoken about it a lot, but if he gives me a backup striker, and obviously we were potentially going to talk about a next man that might be coming, <laughs> then, <laughs> then yeah, I'm going to be happy. But for now, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm teetering. But I'm not going to be like I'm not going to be smiling until I see that backup striker. Right, so, like you said, we spoke about a backup striker definitely like a few weeks in a row. But what about like if a striker comes in that can actually push and compete with him? Like um, people are saying, Luis Suarez is available on a three. Is that something we should definitely be like putting our hat in the ring for? Hundred percent comes down on seeing him. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Listen, what a man is like off the pitch, that's his business. That's his business. And yo, I know what we say about Suarez. He's racist. He's this, he's that, he's X, Y, and Z. That's him. Suarez, the man, I don't, have not, I don't really have much respect for him. But Suarez, the footballer, I have bags and bags and bags and bags of respect for him. And he is still, even in his current state, even in his declining state, he is still better than a lot of of strikers in world so I'm realistic I'm not saying that we're going to sign him but I think we'd be stupid 
if he is available on a free, I don't know if that's the case. If he, if they are going to terminate his contract and he does become available on a free transfer, quotation marks, it would be silly for us to not make a move for him. It would be absolutely stupid to not make a move for him because he is comfortably better than any striker that we've probably targeted or we could target to, to, to play that number two role behind Harry Kane. Easily. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Easily. I'm no, saying no, it. I want him. I want him. Bring that racist pig to the lake. I want him. I said it. I said it. I feel sick. I feel sick. I've said it. I'm sorry. I said it. I said it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said it. Sorry, Ever. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I need him at the lane. I need him. Do you know what? Though? It would mash up the way he's trusting him. Oh, it would mash it, it would up. Mash it up. A lot, a lot sooner than we would anticipate spending that sort of money. Yeah, and I think I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, very vexed, very vexed. They want to see their pages. And I Wait. think that puts a lot of pressure on Mourinho to start either paying people or dipping people out because because Suarez ain't coming for any less than a quarter mil a week, surely. How do you guys think that like, Kane would react to Suarez coming? Like, I think he'd welcome it. Yeah, that would that yeah. would drive him. Listen, listen, no, Kane's a type. That would drive him. That would drive him. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter to him, I'm, I promise you. Kane would be like, cool. Someone yeah. just like me, ready to take my spot? Cool, cool. See, Come see. On. Oh, that's cool, Trust. cool. Trust. Hey, who's better, Prime Kane or Prime Suarez? What? Prime Are you crazy? Ooh. Prime Suarez? Oh, come on, man. one, lads. It's not a techie one. What kind of question? No, it is not techie. It's not techie. Are you going to see that Suarez was playing in? Ooh, you, mean Liverpool. you mean Liverpool? You mean Liverpool? Liverpool. Liverpool. It wasn't a bad boy Liverpool team. Let's no, it was. Let's not do that. It was. That team was kind of playing with a declining Gerard, Joe Allen, Ali Sissoko. But their man had like a Sturridge on form, Sterling on form. They're the they're the they're the on form Sterling. They're Sterling when he first passed on the scene. Yeah, he was electric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was electric. The attack, the attack was functional, but look at the midfield and the defence. You can't tell me that that was a star-studded... <laughs> Gerard! Gerard controlling... Gerard's, Gerard's, Gerard's a legend, bro. Yeah, Gerard is... Let's not lie. Let's not lie. No, no, I'm not saying he's not. I love Gerard. Gerard's my... Gerard's my... Probably, arguably, my favourite, like, English midfielder. But um, what I'm saying is, I don't think you can say that Luis Suarez was working with a talented squad back then, because he wasn't. I think that's, I think that's not true at all. If you look at the squad man for man, that was definitely not a good enough squad to be challenging for the title, and yet they were challenging for the title. Do so you know what? It's not a debate. What? It's not a debate. Like, I, it's I, I love, I love Kane, but bro, it's hundred percent Luis Suarez. Like when I tell you, yeah, that season, like so, my brother, he's a Liverpool fan. The way this boy used to bang to me about this guy's stats, like, I think there was a season where he played thirty-three games and scored thirty-one goals. He, it was quite easily one of the best individual seasons someone's ever played in the Premier League. I mean, like, it's easy when you score 10 goals against Norwich per season. Forget that. Forget that. It's Luis Suarez, <laughs> he's, the only, he's the only player to, he's, only, he's the only player in the last, what, like 10 years or something like that to outscore I think Lewandowski's going to do it this season. Let me not lie, but prior to that, he was the only player to outscore um, Ronaldo or Messi in the last decade. He scored something like 60 goals in one season for Kane Barcelona. Came in 2017, bro. Huh? Came in 2017. 
60 goals in one season. Come on, no, you're he, having a laugh. He, he outscored Messi and Ronaldo. Kane, Kane scored like 50-something in a calendar year. I'm talking about a season. Luis okay, Suarez that. scored like 60 goals in a season. There's no competition here. And I think there's no shame in us admitting the truth, which is that Luis Suarez, in my opinion, is, was the, is the best striker of, of the decade, the previous decade just gone. And he... Bro, he's been at Barcelona for like four, for like five years, and he's already like their fourth all-time goal scorer. Third, third, I think it's not a competition. Like, yeah, third now. No. So it's not a competition here. Okay, wait, Kane is playing with a god. Why is Tyler not having him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. No, yeah, he's obviously a good player now, and he'll he'll bag fifteen to twenty goals all comps. Come, I cannot separate the man from the player. I just can't. I can't <laughs> sit there on my sofa <laughs> and jump up and cheer when Suarez scores a goal. When he's an absolute cunt, I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't know about you, you guys. Have to, man. You have to, man. Yeah, yeah, I support Tottenham. Like, I, I love the players, and I get so invested in the boys. I can't have a guy that I despise playing uh, for my uh, team. Uh, let me tell you something, yeah. If John Terry is still doing his thing, if John he's Terry, doing his and, and to be fair, that's them man's fan base. Fair yeah. enough. But as a as a country, it's still respecting John Terry. Yeah, that's number Honestly. one. If I can listen to Chris Brown and I'm still feeling Rihanna at the same time, Lewis, Lewis, come through. Lewis, come through. Come through, bro. Because I know for a fact, Tyler, Tyler's in the club. He's whining with his ting to Chris Brown. I know he's singing the lyrics. <laughs> he's singing the lyrics. And now he's trying to tell me, he's trying to come at me with this new Suarez stuff. You ain't bro, talking at this when Suarez is slapping in them goals top bins. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Suarez, listen to me, bro. Suarez is 100% pamming goals in. Whatever team he plays for in the Premier Yeah, 100. If he's coming, he is pamming them goals in. And to be honest with you, if someone like that, even at that age, pamming goals, third most goal, third most goals for Barcelona, yeah, his, his drop-off has been a little bit, but someone who's going to be pushing Kane to be the better, better player than he is. And when he knows that he ain't going to be the start-up, trying to come in and, and pam goals in the Prem, which he already has done. Like, I think his best season ever, 31 goals in 33 games and something like 17 or 18 assists. Do you know, bro, that means in a season, in one season, he was involved in nearly 50 goals, bro. Like, listen, this guy needs to roll. If we can get him, come through. It's a big, That's what I'm it's saying. A big, it's a big, I looked at his stats, isn't it? Like, to try to feel my agenda and it just backfired, didn't it? You know, when I watched it, he just looked dead. Like, he looked fat. He looked like he couldn't run anymore. So I was like, cool, let me check these stats. I have, I have a bit of, bit of energy. Man scored over 20 goals as well. The thing is with Torres, like the, apart from Messi, the Barca team is trash. It is. And then assists as well. Goals. But the yeah, thing I was, is, I was, I was looking up his stats just now, trying to ridicule him, but. You can say he's declining. I, like I can't confirm or deny it, but like him at this club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, teacher, teacher, talk on it, bro. Come on, talk bro, on it, man. I can't, I can't confirm or deny it, bro. That's what, 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 what can I say, bro? All I'm saying, <laughs> hear me out. All I'm saying is that, like, yo. He's declining. We all know he's declining. He can't play like 50 games a season anymore. He has some, he, he's good for maybe like a one or two month layoff with, with that sort of like knee injury that he normally gets. But, bruv, the guy, class is permanent. And if you can squeeze, let's say maybe 30 to 35 games or even more from this guy, either off the bench as a starter, you're going to see the quality show. And he, 
he can play with Kane. He can play instead of Kane. Bruv, he'd be perfect. The only issue is I don't think he'd want to come to Spurs because I genuinely believe if his contract is terminated, he will have much better offers than, than, than we would be able to, we'd be able to give him. And that actually brings me on to my other point as well, because one of my friends was messaging me about another striker who's apparently been offered to us tonight, and I want us to speak about it. If you don't like Luis Suarez, then Diego Costa, I'm hearing that we've been offered a chance to sign oh, Diego Costa. And I'm like, that's mad, that's mad. You know what? This guy scored like five goals in a piece in the last two seasons. Like he scored five goals, the season just gone. Five goals a season before. And when you watch him, he just looks devoid of the quality that we saw at Chelsea. So I just wanted to hear you lot's thoughts. Wait, what, he what? scored just five goals this season? Five goals. Dead. Dead. Oh. He can't run anymore. He can't, he can't. Did you see him um, when he played for, um, in the recent, what was it, quarterfinal? Champions League? With um, yeah. Atlas Comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the quarters? Yeah, yeah. In the yeah, first yeah. half, Black. I think he started, he was um, terrible. <laughs> He was. Oh, terrible. Yeah. No, see, see, I think with this type of player, then it's different. Like at least when I when I see Suarez, I know Suarez is spamming goals in. I know that he's got the ability. Even in even in like the quarterfinal against um, Bayern, mm. the way he twists up those two defenders and had the composure to finish that. I know that as yeah. you said, class class is permanent. The ability is there, and actually, if he needs to, he can probably switch it on. But the drop-off from Costa when he was at Chelsea and they won the league to, to Costa now. Like, imagine these times we were all busting up saying how dead Morata is. Morata starts over him. Like, Morata is the number one guy. Like, yeah, if Morata's the number one guy and you're not doing enough to beat Morata, bro, then no, nah, I don't want it. Like, if you're going to say him, bro, run me back Lorente, man. Run me back Lorente. I'd, I'd rather take that <laughs> than, than Costa, man. Because at least, you know, at least with Suarez, fine. You don't like the man, but oh, the man no. can score goals and he's, yeah, a, he's a class act. But brilliant. if you're giving me, like, Costa, first of all, my man won't even be happy because he's not playing every week. When he does play, boy, if he gets into a rock, then it's a liability. And then if he's not scoring goals, it's even more it's even more techie with him. So for me, I wouldn't even bother. No, I wouldn't even bother. I wouldn't even bother. And he's due to mash up the dressing room as well. He's due to have an argument with someone yeah. in the dressing room and run someone up the wrong way. Don't get me wrong. I think, of course, the thing is, I don't want him. I don't want Spurs to sign him. I think he. I think he's finished. But I think the only sort of positive that I could probably cling on to is that with the way Atletico Madrid play, not to say that Mourinho's style of play is like is miles better, but I feel like there's a bit more variety with Mourinho than there is with, with Simeone. Simeone, at times when I'm watching them. They just don't even want to attack. So I'm thinking maybe if he comes to a, a bit, a slightly more fluid team in Spurs, maybe he might get his goal scoring touchback. But even then, like just watching him against um, um, Upa Meccano, I know Upa Meccano is like meant to be one of the best young sort of centre backs, but he didn't, he couldn't lay a glove mm. on like, like Diego Costa, normal Diego Costa, no one can phase him. Like mm. forget the goal scoring. Your USP is that you literally rattle the opposition. I've seen this guy like single-handedly rattle oppositions, like destroy them, bully them. I don't see that in him anymore. And then mm. you add in the fact that he can't finish as well, add in the fact that he's going to take up X amount in wages. I just don't see the point. Like you're better off literally just signing someone like Callum Wilson. What's the difference? What is the difference? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, 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 
like I, I like the name of Diego Costa, but I don't like what I'm seeing from Diego Costa. So for that reason and that reason only, I definitely yeah. would have won my Spurs. I also think his hunger's gone. I don't, I don't think he wants to come and achieve anything. I don't think he cares about lifting the Premier League too much. I don't think he cares about putting on a Spurs jersey. I think he wouldn't mind returning to the Premier League just for the... Because that's probably where he had some of his better years at Chelsea. So there might be that nostalgia there for him. But I don't know. I just don't... When I see him running around that athletic pitch, I just don't... I just don't feel like his hunger's there. And that's his... That's, his, was, that's not his boyhood club, but he spent a lot of time there. So you would have thought that if anyway he's going to have some pride in a T-shirt, he'd be there. But if he can't do it there, then he's not going to be able to replicate any format Spurs. And the pace of the game is completely different now. He won't be able to keep up with demands of Premier League football. That ball's continuously moving, we're always pressing, and he doesn't play like that. So I don't know. I don't think it'll work. One, one question. Tyler, I saw you have the sip of water, so your vocals are ready for this answer. Diego <laughs> <laughs> Costa or Luis Suarez? Suarez, <laughs> man, Suarez. I hate them both, but at least one can actually play football. Oh. Yeah, like the one thing about come, you know, it's one of them deals that would go down to the wire. I can't see the only other club I've seen linked to Suarez is Ajax. Mm. Awesome. I don't know, like one thing about the link to the Acosta is that like he is a complete shit house, man. And like sometimes, you know, as Mourinho has already said, you know through this documentary sometimes you want to someone who's an intelligent cunt but even then sometimes when I'm watching Diego Costa man man man's not even intelligent man so <laughs> uh, you know what I just free it man leave it man stay, let him stay there man. let him stay there man. wait are you lot just on a random are you lot having Zlatan at 38 uh, <laughs> bro, bro. you know what in fact no I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I was about to lie to myself and say I am, but I saw him. It's all about trying to convince yourself. No, 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 no. That's all saying the worst show. Wasn't it all that was saying about Manchester? It's better than nothing, though. I'd have Zlatan over nothing. If it was yeah, a kick, I'd have yeah, him over nothing. He didn't yeah. have to sign anybody. I mean, I'd have a lot of strikers over nothing. Yeah, I would. I'd take him over nothing. <laughs> I'd take, <laughs> take Higuain over nothing, but I don't oh. think that's Higuain. <laughs> People who would say they would take Diego Costa, be prepared to say you take Higuain. Because Higuain, Higuain at least still knows the back of the net. He may not be able to move like Diego Costa, but he knows the back of the net. But the thing about something like that is that, like, when he was in the Prem, like, in a team that was able to kind of play the, to potentially his strengths, he didn't really bang, man. So, like, how is it that when he's going to come to Spurs, it's going to suddenly bang? It ain't happening, man. Like, exactly this guy's 32 years old. He's not going to suddenly just have an upchange in his career. Like, you see how someone like maybe like Chiro Immobile, who's spamming goals in because the system suits him, and even though he's old, He's still got one thing, like Vardy. He's got his pace. But you ain't getting that with Higuain. You're not getting that with Costa. Like, if anything, these guys are quality guys, but they're on the other side of their career now. And these are the guys that I don't think, even though we want to improve the squad, improve the mentality, the stopgap, probably for the wages that they're going to ask. And no, it's not for me, man. Not for me, man. They're both fried. I don't want either, to be honest. I don't want either. So as far as your ideal choice? 100%. 100%. Luis Suarez is the outstanding candidate. Like, he's the, 
I will, I'll take him over any other striker that you can put in front of me. Any other striker. Out of the ones we've mentioned, he's the only one I'd want to see like more than Sami. Higuain? No, I'm saying, um, what's his name? Suarez. But Higuain. Oh. You know, Higuain. Suarez is the only one I'd want to see. I'd, I'd rather you just play Sami like in the game. But, um, just whilst I think, if, if we're still going on strikers, let me know. But well, just a quick question. Of all the youth prospects that have been flirted around, so, you know, the Serkin or Kirkin, however you say it, the Harvey Whites, the, the Malachi Fagan Walcotts, the, the Tangangas, who do you think is going to not necessarily make their mark, but who's going to have, like, maybe the biggest impact throughout the season, considering how many games we've got in, like, the first month, especially? Who do you think is going to proper, like, maybe make the name for themselves, might be too vague a term, but... Stand up and be counted the most, should we say? Jaffet, Jaffet, Tanganga, the warrior. He doesn't make them mistakes. I know it was a couple of weeks ago, but I think I agree with Tanganga only because I love that that tweet that that that, that floated about where he said he had who's playing against Mane, so he just went on YouTube just so he didn't get so his dance didn't get done. I rate that so much. So at least he's being honest, man. And the good thing about him as well is that like he got thrust into it straight off straight off the back and seemed to deal with it quite well. And the fact that he had like six or seven games last season, even though he's had injuries, he's had a taste for it and actually he can probably gauge where he needs to be at and what he needs to do, as opposed to whereas the others would probably like someone like Circuit, I think he's probably got the most potential because that position over Davies is something that he could probably go for. But with Tanganga, having already had the experience of playing, this is someone that I think he needs to really push on. And I think he can be the guy to kind of go to that next sort of point as a Spurs player. Um, and I think as well that like Mourinho rates him highly because sometimes as a youth player, when you come in, you kind of want to make sure that you don't fuck up. But the fact that he's not fucked up and he's done well and he's been given confidence by the manager plus the new contract, I mean, leaps and bounds, man, leaps and bounds, man. Were you not telling me Carter Vickers won't get a little feature? Right? <laughs> 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 oh, my guy. My guy, my guy. Right off. <laughs> no, cool, 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 I just cool. put his name in the set there just to represent, for representation's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how we did that. So who's going to go for a kick on this time? Say that again, James? But that was a clean hour. I don't even know how we did that. We're talking about the last one. Cool, man. Yeah, so we're gonna just pull it there. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. Nice one, man. Next week, innit? Till next week, yeah. Safe. Blessings, blessings. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura, and belted into the net. Brilliant goal! On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! Absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yeah.
Social Podcast Network.